1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com, get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Time flies when you're having fun. Football season is rolling right along. Hockey season starts tonight. That means hoops isn't far away. By the way, we got the PGA Tour right here in our backyard uh, over at TPC Summerlin. A lot of cool things to talk about. It's another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Inviting you to check out SportsInsiderRadio.com. Brian Blessing, David Miller in Las Vegas. John and Mike, the boys, uh, join us from the East Coast. We'll start with our friend David, who's kind enough to, you know, make the sojourn to the studio. How you doing, man? Pretty good. That was a great NFL week, I'm sure, for the books. Yeah. Although, oh, it yeah, it was, it, a, it was a monster. Had Detroit or Buffalo won outright, it would have been one of the greatest weeks ever for the books. I was literally watching it, going, "Okay, that game hit for him. That game hit yeah. starting from Thursday night." sure they needed Philadelphia really bad. But like you said, one week to the next, right? And they're always aware of it, that Armageddon Sunday when favorites go 11-1. and Let's bring in... uh, (laughs) I'm in trouble that day. Well, you're in trouble. The books will be in trouble too, right? Sorry, let's say hi to John and Mike. Hi, boys. What's going on? 
Uh, Mike's wearing his Ravens jersey, his Ingram jersey. I, you know what, honestly, that, you know, I don't care. Between that the two of you, Buffalo lost and the Ravens lost. Yeah. But we know Mr. Miller was so in love with the Browns, got to hand it to him. That was one of his big plays. Well, did you listen to the radio show last week? I tried to warn you guys about. I think I might have been on. I think I might have been on. Yeah, we tried to warn you about the Browns, that the Browns had to play that game. I mean, we we really, listen, listen, full disclosure, you know, my son, he, he said, are you going to come over at halftime and watch the game with me? And I said, uh, you you don't want me to watch the game. He goes, hey, you must have Cleveland. I Call me after the game. And he hung up on me. That that game, <laughs> forget power ratings. For You know, that's, that's the thing. You get blinded by this stuff sometimes. That that game was Cleveland looking at the schedule going, if we don't win this game today, Baltimore wins the AFC North. That was a playoff game for Cleveland. The division would have been over had Cleveland not won that game. In week four, the division would have been over. I love plus seven in the playoff game. So let me ask you, is that that what the coach was thinking when he went for it on his own 30 on fourth down? I'll let you and Mike talk about that game because, honestly, it was the only game I watched the whole weekend other than last night's game, which we'll get to in a minute. And – all I can say is that was uh, why would you go for it? You're basically saying I'm I'm going to lose the game. No, what about not even going for it on your own thirty? That's understandable late in the game, but how could you again the same this two point conversion scenario where the second week in a row you're down seven, you're basically right back in the game and you go for two? I just don't understand what Harbaugh is going through his head. Like no algorithm is going to predict to you, hey. If you're down eight, you have a better shot. Six and eight doesn't matter in that scenario. Just take the extra point and play defense. Hey, listen. I mean, there's that game. Let's just talk about this thing. Uh, when we say everybody talks about the bad beats, but then there are you know there's the other side of the, of the equation. Where, you know, somebody's winning these games. I'm on Air Force minus nineteen, absolutely murdering San Jose State, and San, then they bring all the backups in. San Jose gets a touchdown with three minutes to go. Air Force still covering the spread. They get the ball back. San Jose can't stop him the whole night. He puts all the backups in, which is fine. And the coach goes for it (laughs) from his own 19-yard line. Hey, you made bad beats at least. Fourth fourth (laughs) and one and a half with all his backups in, goes for it. And doesn't get it, and San Jose State gets a garbage touchdown with a minute to go. If he punts the ball, San Jose State had all their. I'm, I'm sitting there going, "Did that just happen?" You know, yeah, me too. The nature of the beast. Yeah, yeah no, I, I was on the same side. Yeah, yeah, no, I was watching it going. Here we go. Uh, I was, I'm still bitter. I mean, you know, whatever. But so, but the thing is, half the people won. Yeah. No, usually I'm on the right side of those bad beats, but we made the episode at least. I, I knew we would, right, when I was when So I was you watching know what it. I was talking about. So, yeah, at least I make bad beats <laughs> I didn't know you had that, too. Yeah, But, hey, that's the nature of the beast, man. That's why it's a, as you were saying last week, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, yeah, let's do this marathon. And what about <laughs> Maryland? He didn't notice he didn't want to bring that up. Oh, yeah. No, no, still no, I was all over Penn State Friday night, and, you know, I have a lot of friends that went to Maryland, and they were – rah-rah Maryland because they beat up on two completely incapable teams of playing anybody in Division One. They went to Temple, they lost, and the linemakers only made that line seven. I mean, literally, I saw this meme that said, the coaching staff, the water boys, the equipment staff, they were all better than Maryland on Penn State. 
Well, you know, they're just completely Mike, dogging them. But the crazy thing is, I throw it out to all you guys. That's what we were saying in the early stages of a season. You know, you got information that, that you trust in, in things that have worked for you. So be it. But once you get into three, four weeks into a season, we know we kind of know what we're dealing with. There's just so many gray areas early to the point where it does bleed out even three, four weeks. I think the Cowboys are a perfect example of that. I mean, they're ready to, to throw a parade for the Cowboys already. They beat they beat the Giants with Eli Manning, who was a pylon. The Redskins are a dog's breakfast, and we know how bad Miami is. And then they go to New Orleans and lose to a backup quarterback and can only put 10 points on the board. But everybody, Cowboys this, Cowboys that. Uh, you know, they hadn't played anybody yet. So we're still learning who's what these teams are all about. Well, listen, listen, when you look at these numbers, and this this is very interesting, and we discussed that you, reversion of the mean betting, which things usually settle around 50%. So if you remember last week, I said, unbelievable home teams have just been killing it in the NFL. Killing it. Well, guess what happened? Early set on, mon- on Sunday, the only home team that won was the Giants on the 10 o'clock set for you guys in Vegas. Home teams were 1-7 straight up. Dogs were barking. On the early dog. Well, but I'm just saying, forget even the dogs are barking, because the dogs are even more than barking. So if you want to just break down the NFL, which I'll do, I'll, I was going to do college first, but when you say the dogs are barking, the dogs are only barking in the NFL. They're not barking in college at all, and I'll get to those numbers. But this is an amazing scenario stat for you guys. 36-26-1 straight up. 36-26-1 and one straight up. 63 NFL games have been played. And if you just played every game on the money line, that includes the stupid, crazy money lines that are 20 points, that you have a 10-game edge. But the dogs are barking. Favorites in the NFL this season against the spread. Now, this goes back to reversion of the mean betting, and Dave just said it, and he was saying it tongue-of-cheek, but more than likely that exactly what's going to happen, which is the favorites are going to snap back and just run the board because in order you're not going to run at a at a 62% clip to the dog side. Favorites are only winning 38% against the spread in the NFL. Every single year it reverts to about 50%. If you bet that 36 and 26 when you add the spread is 24 and 38. I'm going to repeat that. Ten-game edge to the favorites on the money line. You flip it to the spread. Dogs are 38-24. and 24. Brian, we've been doing this for almost a decade. We know that it's not going to be 38% favorites winning at the end of the season in the NFL. Yep, the odds makers have their goal. You have you have your goal. The odds maker, have, uh, they've got their goal. So, 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 re- so regarding that, that's what Dave basically hit it. If things play mathematically correct, it's not going to be a surprise if all of a sudden next week that's the the, favor, the public is just delighted after them getting just destroyed playing the favorites early in the season. You're not going to maintain that type of edge. You're talking you're forty, not even forty percent of the favorites are covering. That just doesn't happen in the NFL. Can we let this? So, can we let this average out another week? Because I got quite a few dogs this week, John. Okay, we're going to skip this week for David on live on the radio. We're going to keep this 38% going next week. And then the following week, okay. 
it'll revert back to the mean. I'm just giving you guys the math and the numbers. Most people that listen to this radio show or any podcast or any radio show or any kind of sports talk radio, they're so obsessed with, like you said, Brian, the last game or what happened yesterday. But when they don't, they don't, they don't. Most shows don't talk about the 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 aggregate of all the numbers. It is pretty compelling to see that. I mean. I cannot remember a season as long as I've been doing this where the dogs came out so strong early in the NFL. Now, to flip it, on the money line, there's been 340 games in college football that have played. So, I mean, you're talking about 63 games versus 340 games. 288 and 52 on the money line means those favorites have just won straight up 80% which also is usually not attainable. But, see, they're right on the money with the point spreads, Brian. 169, 164, and seven pushes on the closing number on the spread. So in college football, it's literally 50%. You only have a five-game edge to the favorites, 50-50-50-50, where it's really all kilters in the NFL. So what I want to ask you, Brian, and then you, Dave, is why do you think it's so off-kilter early in the season the line makers are doing their job in football, keeping that 50% rate, but they're not doing their job in the NFL so far. Smaller sample size and, and variance, I think. I mean, that's my opinion. I think, too, keeping it up just for one season is doable, or at least like 57 58% to the dogs against the spread. Really? Okay. I mean, I think, I, I know it's, I think it has happened before, hasn't it? Like a couple of the years were the high 50s, and then one year, like 2008. Favorites covered. I can't remember what year it was, 2008 or 2009. The favorites were in the upper 50s. So I, I think I think we can have an extreme, you know, one way or the other, just for one season. But yeah, over the long run, they do their job pretty pretty close. W- to 50 would you 50. say it's because there's bad teams like Miami in involved in the mix, and you're getting these inflated numbers, and so with these inflated numbers, you just have more of an opportunity for these dogs to cover. We, Even though Miami's not a good example, yeah. has Miami covered a game yet? Right, I don't. I don't think they have. No, no, lost to Ravens. Right, and that was a wise guy. Is that that's this year's Cleveland, right? Right, David. Uh, I'm not sure about that yet, but it does. It seems like it's balanced out because I don't think the the double digit dogs are that are sixty percent. I think they've actually done bad. I'm not sure, but I think I think we could be staring at fifty seven percent dogs cover for the year by the end of the season. It's it's doable. Well, then sure. Vegas will just have a banner. When I say yeah. Vegas, just books whether they'll have In a general. banner here. Yeah, absolutely. Which yeah, is yeah. fine with me. I want that because that means we did too. You know. So so Brian, when you do this eyeball test, which we know you love watching the games, when does when do the sharp betters throw in the towel on a Miami? When they, you know they're like getting teased the entire game, ten ten, keeping it close, keeping it close, and then it's like here we go again. They just get ran. When do the the sharp guys just stop? Taking the value bet uh, I, on my going against Miami. Well, I, I wouldn't just say the sharp, the sh- like the sharp guys. Uh, you know, no disrespect. The sharp guys have been taking a big lighter to their money, chasing the Cleveland Browns for three years. It ain't like well, that's you know, what I said. Right? The, the sharp, the sharp guys sometimes are, are willing to you know drive off a cliff on it. But the one thing you've got to know, the odds makers. Okay, I mean if that was there for the taking last week, and they didn't they didn't get it done. But the odds makers' goal at the end of the year is for Miami to be eight and eight against the spread, 
and they these numbers will be, you know they'll get to the point where people are you know they're going to overinflate the numbers and believe me it's going to happen this team is they're not going to go two and fourteen against the spread it's not going to happen I kind of feel it already has I mean, happened two twenty point dogs in exactly. week three or whatever that way. yeah it's already happened so if they go eight and eight against the spread the books are going to make a fortune on Miami the rest of the way wow kill a lot of teasers too and just just I mean, anything do you, you really think, think brian that they're going to go eight and eight against the spread Miami. well like, I mean, it's well, yeah, I, sure. told, well, I, I told mean, you that, well, i told you saying he watched the game mike didn't you watch the game yeah how bad are they i mean they're like a high school team i, I know we're, i don't want to get into the whole alabama thing but i mean you even said to me wow right and i don't even watch these games well i mean just the team you could just tell by the second half they, they keep it close in the first half they have a couple good drives but just you could see the difference in talent between the decent teams, not even the, the top echelon teams, and Miami, and even at home, I mean, it's just absolutely. It's like they have no home field advantage right now. They're well, they well, my, well. Here's the so thing: poor. Miami has never. When Miami is good, Miami has no home field advantage. I mean, that, true. That, that, that's the worst home field advantage in all of sports. And when they're bad, literally, they are going to be playing in front of twenty-eight thousand visiting fans. You laugh, Dave. I'm telling. I covered the Bills for 14 years, and I went to Joe Robbie Stadium, and 30,000, or there'd be 25,000 Dolphins fans outside tailgating, and the Dolphins would walk on the field to warm up. There'd be 30,000 Buffalo people in the stadium chanting "Let's go Buffalo" at the Dolphins. I, you know, is it's the worst. It's amazing how. Uh, that no one ever takes that into account. What a, I mean, they're a horrible team. Let's let's cut to the chase. But that is the worst home field advantage. Now you talk about maybe the best home field advantage was a game you walked in the door talking about, Dave, and that's the overreactions. And it's the Rams. Uh, you know, if they'd have beat Tampa Bay by a field goal, uh, the Rams would be a two and a half, probably a two, two and a half point favorite in Seattle. So they get shredded by Tampa Bay, and all of a sudden now Seattle's one and a half. There's a lot of games like that. Well, how about this week. Tampa Bay's getting three? Right. That, uh, well, we, about that. How about Tampa Bay's getting three? Well, before you were on air, we were talking about that one too. That's another one because uh, it's really weird too because New Orleans actually won. So yeah, Tampa Bay. If they don't win that game, let's say they lose by ten. I mean, this spread is like six and a half. I, I don't know, maybe even seven. So that's that's a big overreaction just to one win. I mean, I would say Dallas lost. I wouldn't say New Orleans won. <laughs> Well, however well, you want to look well, at it. You know, but, but you know what, though? They, the, the, the beauty of this stuff, and, yeah, we got all these games in front of us, but you're, like, you're talking about Harbaugh and some of these other coaches, that they're, they're not capable of looking 30 seconds into the future. And we sit here and we talk about opportunities, and I spent all last week talking about, well, first of all, when Breeze got hurt and said, okay, Carolina's playing better and Tampa doesn't look half bad now. But if they go 3-3 three and three New Orleans – in Breeze's absence, they're still going to win the division, so they're going to be fine. Well, what happens? You know, Bridgewater, go, uh, they could have beat the Rams, so now they go up to beat Seattle. They're 16-1 to to win the Super Bowl. Now, with Bridgewater, they beat Dallas. How monstrous is that? At the end of the year, that could be the tiebreaker uh, that New Orleans was 16-1 to last week to win the Super Bowl, and now they're down to 9-1 to because they're the front runner now to host the NFC Championship game. The, we talked about it last week that don't don't just because Breeze is out 6 weeks from now they're still a main player. Not only are they a main player, 
honest to God, I think they should be the favorite in the NFC because they're probably going to host the NFC Championship game. Yeah, if they're if you think they're the favorite, then there's tremendous value here at minus three uh, with New Orleans this week, in my opinion. Can I say one more thing about Miami too? I think their odds to favor to to cover games the rest of the way. Uh, especially especially the next few weeks is higher than your average team just because the panic has set in so much on them that there probably mm-hmm. is I know I hate to say it there probably is value at this point moving forward in some way or another and I'll, and I'll throw another reason why that would be I mean what you're saying is fine but don't forget Rosen jumps into the hopper so now this will be Rosen's third game you know, you had a quarterback battle throughout the preseason. It's a new team. He's learning new guys. They never should have started Fitzpatrick. He's not the future. And you traded for Rosen, so they should have started Rosen right out of the gate to find out if the guy can play. If not, they're so bad, they're taking a quarterback first overall next year. But now Rosen, it'll be his third game. But that's two weeks of prepping with the ones, getting to know each other in a little bit of rhythm. He's no great shakes, but he, specifically the most important position on the field, stands to get better i like too that they have a bye so i'm not sure who they play next week but some my instincts tell me it will be a a good spot just regroup for a week come out extra fresh Uh, well they they play the redskins uh yeah they get well they get the they get the bye now right (laughs) the bye now bye now then they play the redskins uh, there you go then they're at the bills and at the steelers there you go But but, but so no by the way so there you go now you're going to have a Rosen. Now that will be an interesting number to see, you know, what happens. Absolutely. Is Miami off a bye with, with 10 up. days to prepare for an opponent? But because they're so bad uh, in the game, but they're home to the Redskins. That will be an interesting game. I bet, you they, I bet you that the Redskins won't be bigger than a, what would they be? Maybe six? Five and a half, six? At Miami? Jeez, if that, like yeah. That's looked like what it opened at at six. Yeah, that's. I didn't. Right. I didn't see it. I was just guessing. Well, I'm, all those people that bet the zero and sixteen spot to start hedging on the taking. No, you can't hedge Miami week, for week the six. outright win. Yeah, no, I can't hedge in week six. You'll run out of money. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you, where you started well, hedging these, something and it was a disaster? No. no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I wait till I wait till the last gas. Yeah, I'll write it out. I'll write it out to a point, and then 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 once it makes sense. But yeah, you start hedging. You're like, wait a minute. I'm out of but money. But Where'd my value go? But by the time it ends, you're going, you know, I made fifty bucks. You're <laughs> I had one one time I where I what, lost. On a, on, oh, really? My future hit and I lost. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. John. I don't know if you've done anything on this game yet, uh, David. You don't have to tell us. You can tell us you have. You don't have to tell us what you've done. But just again from the eyeball test, this is where I look at overreactions. Because uh, if you don't look at the box score, you, you just see the final score. So Purdue played Minnesota. Purdue was at home. The line was like pick them or one. They, were get, they got shellacked in the first half. They came back. They made a run for it. They lost the game 38-31. Then Penn State goes to Baltimore or to, you know, uh, up the street to University of Maryland. They shellack uh, Maryland. That's an overreaction on making Penn State a 28-point favorite. I Like, for me, my gut just says, I wouldn't be surprised if Purdue wins the damn game. Pardon my French. Like, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't be surprised. Like, definitely like the plus 28, just my opinion, no information. But to me, it goes back to the overreaction of not throwing out the last game that was just played, 59 to nothing, whooping. Purdue plays subpar at home against Minnesota. I guarantee if Purdue wins that game and Penn State wins the game by two touchdowns, that line might be 21, not 28. Well, it always feels good, too, if you if you say, well, what would this line be a couple of weeks ago? And if it was uh, extreme one way or the other, and you're going against whatever that adjustment is, it, it always feel, feels really good. But if you can see him winning outright at 28, I mean, you better bet that one from every angle. First half, second half, money line. Find a money line. Right, they're four and zero. But this team's gun in form. Right, they're one and three. I'm just saying, like, I think that the overreaction. And again, this, there's definitely an overreaction. Really... There's definitely an overreaction. Right. So I was. My question was, Both do you ways. agree that that line is higher than it should be? I mean, I don't want to give an official play, but it's there's definitely an overreaction. Both ways, um, against Purdue and and with Penn State. I like it when you have like a double overreaction. So. I like that. You really have these guys guessing. If you want to find out how to get that overreaction, just <laughs> yeah. go to VegasRingers.com. Give them a call. Mike will be glad to take your call. And uh, and another thing, I know you did a video for us last night. Well, actually, we'll, we'll forgo that until a little later. Let's talk about some other games, top 25 games, because you don't have the Alabamas playing this week. Let's talk about Mr. Blessing. Uh, Mike doesn't agree with me. I say kick the extra point and go into overtime. Let's not even talk about the spread. Why would you just – do you agree for going for two to, for, for, for North Cal – whoever was playing Clemson should go for two, or do you think they should kick the extra point, take it in overtime, and see what happens? I think that decision was made uh, you know, very early on. Like before the game, uh, if they said to the coach, you got one play at the end of the game, go for two to win this and get out of Dodge, they probably worked on that play all week long, whatever. It didn't work. Um I, I I don't necessarily disagree with it. I think the bigger the dog you are, yeah, you take you take that one shot. Definitely go for two, yeah. It, you know, uh, but the the one thing, and I can't. I got to be brutally honest. I did not see a whole heck of a lot of a lot of that game. But if if that game was really um, to the point where if 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 you thought North Carolina was actually outplaying them. Then I'd kick the extra point, but if North Carolina felt fortunate to be there, you take the shot. Absolutely, yeah. In theory, that's the way it works. The bigger the dog should go for two, uh, the bigger the favorite should play for overtime. In basic strategy, I mean, in my opinion, but I'm not a coach. But yeah, going for two there to All me right. is standard. To me is standard. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you're, what were they? How big were they? How much? How much time? Yeah, no. how big a dog were they? It was ridiculous. It's a lot. They were. I know that I lost the halftime play. On I took Clemson in the second half. It was tied up at halftime. I took Clemson as fourteen in the second half. I said if I can get fourteen, not fourteen and a half, I'll take them. I took Clemson. Obviously, we know the result of that game. So I think it was. I guess they were twenty-eight. Yeah, 30, it was like twenty-seven. Like Twenty. It was like twenty-seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just saw at the end of the game. Even though I knew I was my my bet was a loser, I had no. I was just saying from a win point of view. Eh, I don't know. But like I said, I hear what you guys are saying. Mike said the same thing. He said, "Well, they knew that once they went into overtime, they were going to get kicked." So well, yeah, because once the you ball short, if you were going to simulate the uh, okay at, to that point a million times, uh, they would lose much more going into overtime when they when the percentages. 
you whatever the two point attempt is there. I don't know, forty percent, forty two percent is higher than that. The what was what, what was Mike? Go ahead. You said you guys disagree. What what was your read on it? No, I I told Mike I thought they should have went into overtime, and Mike said I was crazy. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, you're, you're, no, no, you you, you got to go for two. In my opinion, but not a coach. I, I, honestly, though, I I would I I think that that would be just one of those things. Not just North Carolina, any team. That if, if the coach is sitting there and say, if I had that chance, if there was any way I'm in that position at the end of the game, I'm going for it. And and they probably they probably worked on that situation all, all week. Well, that's even more of a reason. If you have that one play mastered and you really worked on it all week and you saw that coming as a 28-point dog, then even more reason to go for it or yeah. to go for two there. I think the numbers really say go for two. But yeah, in the heat of the moment, if it, like he said, if they're completely outplaying them, they have some read. No, on this day, we're actually better kick than it. these guys. Then, then kick you it. kick it. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, if you, yeah. plus you can miss the extra point. I mean, yeah, that's kind <laughs> there. Of, you go. We're seeing a boatload of those. Yeah, there's a lot of factors there. But if 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 the coach has a sick read, no, we're gonna we're outplaying these guys today, or somebody's hurt, or you know, the, yeah, it's different in the heat of the moment. But the numbers say to go for two. So let me ask you, uh, and then I'll let you and Mike talk about some NFL again. This Auburn-Florida game, so this is the only matchup in the top 25 where both teams are 5-0. and So it, it, they make the, the road team the favorite, which says to me that if they were at home, they'd be like six. Right. Five and six, a half, six. Six, six, six and a half. But from a value a point of view... Isn't the value play just even if you have no information, just taking Florida in that angle? Well, those short road uh, favorites in the long run, they're they're bad bets. They're, they're slightly under fifty percent, laying two and a half. But then it just comes down really? to the power okay. rankings. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's because it's like an illusion. Oh, I only have to lay two here or whatever, and 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 it it is slightly under fifty percent uh, it, it, because the public really likes those short road favorites so yeah that's a spot where you kick back and and you're you're eyeing a straight three which is at right one but, spot but again and i i can i can tell you this though you, you look at at florida and right now out of the gate i mean you know they beat miami it's a good game out of the gate but who have they beaten other than that you know, they went in kentucky tennessee is just not good and, and clearly you're, you're looking at auburn's played a tougher schedule so that's part and parcel of it too Right, but I was just saying, like, you know, again, obviously you're going to have money, and, and you're right. I look, you know, when I look at, and then the other flip side of it is in the top 25, I don't know, what do you guys, you guys seeing ambitious games this weekend? I, to me, they look pretty much like you got good team versus bad. You got four no's against one and threes, and you got a lot of good, the only other game that I really think is compelling is Ohio State, and again, look at this line, Ohio State, Michigan State, 5-0, and 4-1, Number twenty-five against number four, and Ohio State's almost laying three touchdowns. Which, if Dave's right, people love the favorites. That twenty, if you were looking for Michigan State, you probably can wait and get twenty-one closer to game time. Well, I think. Listen, this one, uh, I, I think it's a correlated parlay. I mean, if you like Michigan State, uh, it's a low-scoring game. Under- yeah, they it's, won't. It's, it's, right. it's, they won't give you that bet, though. You're saying to parlay it or just separate? No, no. I'm, well, I'm just saying whatever whatever side of it people fall on. 
that that if you if you're a believer in Michigan State, it's a low scoring game. They're they're not they can't go toe to toe with them. And 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 D'Antoni, he, he listen. This is a team can force turnovers and and conceivably, you know, frustrate frustrate Ohio State and. You know, as as good as Ohio State looks out of the gate, again, you know, you sit there and say, well, okay, they look great, but who have they played? And, you know, Nebraska is just a mess right now. Angles shoot a post-21 then, yeah, which you might get there. That's that's the first thought I have when I when – I, or the first thought I had when I, when I saw that. So what other co- college games, uh, Michael, you t- are paying attention to? Well, I mean, particularly, I don't really fall in love with any particular. I let Dave and you handle the handicapping for me. But in terms of, you know, especially with Sundays, not even college, but just a touch back, back, uh, touch base on NFL. Like last week, Dave gave out the Browns. I have local clients here in Baltimore that every time I game the Browns, they, <laughs> I'm not betting them. No way. I got friends. So it's like. Again, as much of a fan as I am for the team that I love with the Ravens, all I'm here to do is make money. Oh, forget that. Brian, you get it even worse. So we have a very large clientele from that hails from Alabama, Crimson Tide Country. Yeah. So they're all over, they're all like Ingram lovers. So they're now Raven fans. So check out how that works. So now they're all like that's their team because they don't have a pro team. The Ravens. So you know, I'm these guys are calling up and we're giving them Cleveland. I'm not going to like you know try the Southern Alabama accent, but let's just say uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of jawboning on the phone with that one. Ingram's going to tear him up. He's going to have you know two five touchdowns, and it's just funny because what it what it illustrates from my side is when you look at how people become fans in 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 of football. Some people are brought up and bred fans in the NFL, like Mike. Some people are brought up and bred fans in heavy college towns, obviously places like Alabama. And then so what those Alabama t- uh, fans do is they basically take on where their favorite players go in the NFL, and they become the teams they root for. It's like a, it's amazing what, following that and watching that. You know what I mean? No, I, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yep, there's, there's a lot of ways to get after this. We got NFL college football and by the way uh a brand new season starts tonight we've got the nhl that's back it's a busy time of year and that means hoops isn't far away it's a busy time of year we invite you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com and you can chat with the boys simply by going there or you can just grab your phone and give them a ring 800-209-1679 back with sports insider radio in a moment Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. 
go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, we're back with you here, Sports Insider Radio. Check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Diving right back in. Uh, a lot of football chatter, uh, but I will tell you, the NHL season starts tonight in your backyard, boys. I mean, the Golden Knights are in action here in Vegas, uh, but the Capitals take on the Blues tonight. So uh, a brand-new season begins. Always fun when hockey starts. Well, it's really fun. Now we know uh, Dave's going to be doing hockey this year as well. And, you uh, and uh, you know, look, here's the thing. We already know from the long-term numbers, the best bet in all of hockey is plus one and a half. It was like 67% last year. But, again, you pay for that, right? Uh, the question is, can you look for value? So you look at teams like the Sanders are a perfect example. You know, they're plus 225, but they're plus one and a half. Minus 105. That's a respectable plus one and a half. So what I'm going to start doing is tracking the difference between the heavy one and a halfs and the and the and the the small one and a halfs. For people listening, a lot of people they love the favorites and betting the favorites on the puck line. But as you know, Brian, that's the worst bet in all of hockey. That's the worst bet. That's the that's taking the Golden Knights minus one and a half plus 150. Mm-hmm. That's the worst bet. Can we agree on that, Mr. Blood? No, I think I think I think laying a, a big number with the favorite is is worse than that. You know, I, minus two seventy. The, the the thing with hockey, the menu that is out there and the myriad of games that are out there, plus one and a half. I, I, it it may hit a lot, but it ain't worth it with the juice you got to lay. Uh, and then the empty netter is, is staring you in the eyes on any given night. That's factored in though. I know, but I, I, I personally, I, I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go near plus one and a half with a telephone pole. Uh, it, to me, it's either totals, uh, dogs, or puck lines. There, because just because of the, the sheer volume of games that are out there, I, I, there, there should not be a hockey game that you lay more than thirty cents on ever, ever. But, but if you take Toronto, they're minus two seventy five. You, you don't you go anywhere near it. Don't do that. But what I'm saying is. 
you flip a minus one and a half, minus one fifteen, the perception from the gambler is that oh, I took this three hundred dollar, almost three hundred dollar favorite, and I turned them into one and a half. It's the same thing. It's the same thing as take a, a run line in baseball, sure. which we'll get back to. Which, which is a perfect example, just to segue from that. So, Mil- Mr. Miller had Minnesota plus one and a half yesterday. I had Washington on the money line. We both won. I'm going to repeat that. We both won. He won, and I won. And so the thing is, is that how about all those games that land on one in the NHL when you say, well, you've got to pay the price for it? Well, the reality is it's not uncommon to lay 275 and have Toronto win by one, and then that plus one and a half comes in on the other side as well. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's a, personally, I, I, I wouldn't. I just I I don't even look at at plus one and a half ever. I, I don't I don't I don't think I've ever. No, I don't think I know. I've never, never played a game plus one and a half. I think if you're going to bet Toronto though minus one and a half is the only the only option there. It's the only option or the total, right? Or the total. Or you play or or the 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 betters in Vegas obviously as well as all the other states where it's legal and everywhere in the world they take these big favorites and they throw them in parlays. Yeah, the same thing square. they do. So. Square for sure. Well, I mean, it, well, when it, you it, look at, go ahead. Well, I was going to say the one, the one thing that don't sleep on, like if if you're going to parlay something because you're laying juice, uh, I, if you got a twelve game, and, and I know I did this a lot last year, and, and it, personally it worked, and and all of a sudden it became this hot thing. I know our buddies Mitch and Pauly over in Veasan, they were talking, they were like wowed by. Oh, the the over in the in the first half in hockey, or, or you can first period overs. I'm like, okay. I mean, that's that's been that's been around for like years. I mean, I mean now people are into hockey around here because of the Golden Knights. But did it just run good? No, with that it, year. The, the bottom last line year? is but the thing is you're laying juice in all of those, and you know, and you, and and you will you can't go broke, you know, because the, the building well, club will come out. But what, to me, I would find a twelve and a twelve game schedule on a Tuesday or Saturday night, I'd identify three games. I would do a three-team first period over parlay and and would hit it with regularity. Because even a game that you think that's going to be an under game, at some point, somebody's got to get the lead. So they, they go for it early in the games. And I mean, you can get the over first period if it's 1-1 one, one after 1, and then the game turns into a quagmire. Um, but but there, there's a myriad of options that are out there when it comes to playing hockey. Yeah, if the market conditions well, have you, you, you take the first totals. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying something. Go ahead. I'm saying you look at you look at Toronto tonight. Over one and a half first period minus one eighty. You take the Vegas Knights over one and a half minus one fifty five. And I mean, there's every over one and a half. It's over one and a half, one eighty. Over one and a half, one thirty. Over one and a half, one thirty. Over one and a half, one fifty-five tonight. So I mean, do you ever get a plus price? Um, no, Brian, on the first, on the over one and a half. Very. It would have to be the two best goalies in the league. So the the answer is no. But but now, I, what do you say but about I, tonight? But, there's but three I, six and a half. Well, but but here, I mean, like here, the the, the Washington game. All right. In hockey, there's the dad's trip. There are scheduling spots, three games in four nights, and then the home run of all home runs has always been play the road team in ceremony games. 
So what's going to happen tonight, it doesn't mean it's going to automatically happen, but I can cite the example that when the Kings won the Cup, they were playing the Blackhawks, and they came out, and both teams warm up, and then uh, the visitors stay in the locker room, and they come out, and they're standing around for 20 minutes raising a banner, and the visitors are in the locker room chewing on nails, and Chicago came out and was up 3 nothing in the blink of an eye. Tonight, Washington and St. Louis are going to warm up, Washington's going to stay in the room, riding the bike, punching each other, getting all fired up. And St. Louis, these guys are going to be out there, and they're going to be raising a banner, and tears coming down their eyes, and they're all going to be hugging each other. And then they're going to bring the Washington out. They're going to drop the puck, and Washington should be up 3 nothing in the first eight minutes. Do you, and they're plus a quarter in the first period. Do you know how this is done over all of the ceremony games? Yeah. Do, it, it, do you know the, the, the exact numbers? I don't know the exact or? number. I can tell you. It, ceremony games, if they're retiring a guy's ro- I number. I get the logic, yeah. If they're retiring curious. a guy's number. The only sport it doesn't work in is football, the NFL. The Super Bowl champs, for whatever reason, step on teams' neck in the season opener. But in hockey, ceremony games, uh, you just automatically play the road team. Automatically. It, it, you, and you'll go 70%. There's a little letdown there. I don't know about 70%, but there's no, a letdown. It, it, no, it's big. But trust me. Well, it's big. Me, it's big. Me, uh, Mikhail over here had a custom Russian jersey. Who was that that you had that you sold? The Ovechkin Russian jersey. And would you get any real money for that? Or no, they they sell them. I mean, it's not. A, it doesn't cost extra. It's just you know puts a little flavor into it. Puts a little flavor into it. I mean, look, you know, Mr. Mike over here is Russian. So let, I mean, he grew up obviously on soccer and hockey. Um, I mean, do you, do do you think? Why don't you tell him the truth? Why have I been so quiet this whole show? He's 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 watching every Champions League soccer game on a four screen split. He's in game live betting why we're doing the radio. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> well, then listen, uh, John. I need you to grab control of the situation and be a stern dad and turn all his TVs off. <laughs> so listen, I can't help He'll it. The Champions League is like comes out. He he, he looks and we got a, a, a European source. He went three and zero yesterday. So he's just been diving deep. He's so happy. Let me ask Dave. Uh, Dave, what do you think about the uh, the Leipzig Lyon game in about ten minutes? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. It's, uh, it kept me sleeping it, last it, night. It, 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 I think it's a defensive struggle. Uh, I guarantee I you. The they, they, they don't. The they don't like. I see it the struggle. same way, guys. Yeah, they don't like. Yeah, they don't like each other, and uh, you know, it's a rivalry spot. Who are they playing? But no, seriously, you go, you go over to the Westgate, Brian. <laughs> Brian, you go over to the Westgate, and at twelve at at twelve your time, they're in there it's, watching. It's yeah. action. You don't, oh yeah. no, they're yeah, in there. You don't have to wait till tonight. No, no, they get action. There. And then you're looking what sport? What's going on? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh no, and, 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 well, and, the greatest. And the games are on with sound. I mean, these people are going nuts in there. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. the greatest is when you send the games to the clients and they text you, well, what what league? And I'm saying, <laughs> oh, Italy, Can't Serie A, it, yeah. Germany, Bundesliga, <laughs> uh, French League 2. These guys lose their minds. But it is funny because I've seen over the years how it's grown. They even have a little printed out sheets when you go into the casinos now in Vegas. And, then, you know, I remember years ago they never had that. Now you can literally walk in it or say European Champions League and they'll have everything by midnight uh, in Vegas for the next morning because games started at 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's interesting that they have that type of demand for this stuff. Uh, it just kind of shows you, you know, just Well, the handle globally is much bigger. The handle globally is much bigger than any of U.S. sports. More money is wagered on soccer than any other sport. Globally, in the world. I mean, right. everybody knows. 
globally, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, and I you can get down yeah. more on on one of those games than than an NFL well, so game. That's the, so, right, so, you know, you're a guy about, you, you did that video that they're increasing the limits get an interest when they increase the limits you know that's the thing is that when you go into these large uh sporting uh these sports books in europe where sports wagings legal country ride for instance in the united kingdom i mean you're, you're talking about a 500 limits on the nba with two million dollars on a soccer game right so it's just kind of backwards is, is all that means just it's just backwards right because i think that those are the limits here for those type of games but I know, yeah, I know the World Cup and stuff like that. You can get down, geez, millions of dollars on one side. But I don't know about those leagues. I, so, I just don't know much about it. So, Mike, uh, growing up and uh, up to the age of eight in the uh, in, in Russia, was uh, were you more of a soccer watcher or a hockey watcher or both? Yeah, back then they wouldn't even the government wouldn't allow us to have TVs. <laughs> 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 I couldn't start watching soccer until I came over. I could watch so, soccer when I went outside and played it, but I couldn't actually watch it on TV. So the moral of the story uh, is the moral of the story is he's making up for lost time this morning. Right. <laughs> now That's time right. four watching That's four right. games. Well, but here's the thing: like tonight's a perfect example. Um, Dave, uh, I know you are you personally running algorithms for NHL. Or you just have groups that you respect highly that have already been doing NHL, and you're going to be. The second one, the, the groups and respected people that Got I it. see win over a big sample. And these guys, obviously, I mean, look, obviously where you live makes a big difference. But, I mean, I mean, obviously the handle tonight, we can all agree on this show right now that the books are going to be lopsided on the Vegas Golden Knights, correct? Oh, they always are. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a basic strategy, too. You can just look for post value on whoever they're playing, uh, especially if the game's here in Vegas. I've noticed that, that the that we just get an extra you know to at the least market. 20 cents at least 20 cents well yeah 15 cents off the market and and, and sometimes higher at the at the local books uh in summerland will, will be you be high. attending tonight uh mr blessing yes i will yes i will you will are you a commentating or are you just going as a guest no no going down uh, no going down cover watch the game cover so the team you, and then and then uh, running over to uh, actually tonight be doing um uh vsin tonight uh leave uh, do two periods of hockey going over to do VSIN tonight from 10 to 12. So let me ask you from a from betting perspective is the line also inflated this I noticed this I've never maybe I'm just not always looking you have four opening games and they're basically saying there's no defense tonight. The cheapest numbers five and a half, six and a half Toronto, five and a half St. Louis, six Edmonton, Vegas Golden Knights six and a half. Where, where are the fives and the and the five and a half that I remember when I was younger? Yeah, the game's different. There's more open ice. Um, uh, you know, I think the Vegas number's high. I, I I think Vegas has been you know chewing on nails waiting for this game all year. But flurries look really good in the preseason. Edmonton, Vancouver. Uh, you know, you got a little bit of question marks health wise with McDavid. Besser's going to play for Vancouver. The goalies are a tad sketchy. The Toronto-Ottawa game, I, I don't think I'd, I'd go anywhere near that. And then I think the the St. Louis game's a banner game. That, then tomorrow you got to – and the other thing you got to take into account, too, uh, home openers. Everybody's excited. Hope springs eternal. Uh, you know, things settle in after about 10 days in hockey. It is it is high uh, here in Vegas. The the um, the you got to – basically Westgate has the best price, too, on San Jose – Plus one sixty five, but the going rate offshore is like plus one fifty to one fifty four. But the the other thing we should note is this is unique because 
You know, you don't see this with a hockey game. This number has been up for about a month. Uh-huh. I mean, I, this this particular game, the number has been up for a month in Vegas. To me, so, I, to me, so I would correct rather, me if I'm wrong. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, David. To me, I would rather have another casino offering you the high high end on San Jose than the Westgate because. Um, I, I just kind of think when they're giving the high end here, it's 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 it, it's usually not a good thing for for that side. Well, the bottom line is, uh, you know, it's it's where the money comes from. Uh, it, it, money, well, yeah, they money, might have money, taken a big bet. Mo- well, they've yeah. taken a big bet. I mean, it's a, the, the money's driven that. And again, it's a unique game because it's a game. Uh, you know that's been on for a long time. But what is remarkable, just because, especially in this market, um, but I think the TV deal was was better for hockey, and I think the next one will be even better. But these games are on TV a lot more. Uh, but specific to this market, uh, it was one percent, if if that one percent of the overall handle in sports. And and now uh, the Vegas's arrival. Not only are they betting the Golden Knights, now because of the Golden Knights, they pay attention to the league and they know teams and people are betting hockey now when they never did before. So this was a good thing for hockey. Now, the, the great home run. <laughs> good. Let me ask you, since we're getting to the end of this show, when you look at the, the odds to win the Stanley Cup final, Brian, mm-hmm. obviously Tampa Bay is 6-1. to one. Golden Knights are 7-1. to one. Toronto's 10-1. to one. And then obviously we go to the next set. I, I personally, I would just say to you, I wouldn't waste twenty cents betting a Stanley Cup future. That's not what I was going to ask you. What I was going to ask no, you is nobody the teams knows. That know their, go ahead. The teams that know that they're favored to win, do they play looser and care less about losing early in the season because it's such a long season? No, they got to get off to a good start. You can play yourself out of the playoffs in October. Uh, but back to the future thing. I get that question. Who do you like to win a cup? I, said, I don't know. You, you kidding me? Talk to me after the trade deadline. I'm not. You can't bet a future until you know what the team is, because the teams that went go and make a run more often than not make a big deal at the trade deadline. So you know the, the way a team's constituted today is not what it's going to be when they actually. There's two different seasons. Hockey's different from a regular season to the playoffs. I, I don't know who the team is before you know now. Uh, that's a long way off. It's, the, I don't think it's like football. It's a lot different. The takeout's just so high on those. Like seven to one looks great, but it should really be like nine to one. So you really got to be careful on those, and kind of find like a got middle it. of the pack type of team uh, where you can get like twenty five to one. And Mike, what game are you watching that they're doing the early festivities and banter? You mean for soccer? Yeah. <laughs> Barcelona versus Inter Milan. There you go. Do you guys want to find out about Barcelona and Milan? Call. Going home and watching it. <laughs> Let me see if I can find that. Hey, it's always a good time. TNT. Time flies by uh, when you're having fun. It's a great time of year. John, Mike, we'll do it again next week, fellas. Have a good weekend. You and we, David, we thank you for coming in, bud. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. It's in the books. You can visit the website, sportsinsiderradio.com, and the number to call is 800-209-1679. Again, give it a look, sportsinsiderradio.com. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com.